wait, 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 it's rolling, go. So guys, so, I'm back. I'm going back to, I got some stuff. Okay. Yeah, no, we I was, I was telling you about it, but like, yeah, you, explain you, to me, you, you, explain you to me what the issue pictures. is. You yeah. sent us some pictures. Yeah. They're, they're uh, a little alarming. Like how, how is it possible that you came back with Zima? Guy said I should try it. What guy? I don't know. The guy who also gave you the time machine? What, L- yeah, listen. Like, listen. How, how, how old is the liquor store that you went to? I'm in a neighborhood that still lives in the 1980s. Mm. We're talking older than that, though, right? No, this was in. I have the goddamn Wikipedia open right now because I couldn't believe my eyes. Okay. Uh, introduced in 1993, ceased to be sold in the U.S. in 2008. That's almost 10 years ago. I mean, alcohol gets better with age, right? Is that? I heard that's that, how it works. That um, Zima Zima uh, does not know. That's that Z. How was it not covered in dust? Is what I'm. Did you wipe I, it off? Of course, I'm not gonna drink dusty whatever this is. Okay, but why did you why did you pick up the yeah. the only drink in the store that had to have had dust on it? Listen, the guys, I he was probably he probably wanted to get out of the store. He offered me a good deal on it. Did you read the label first though, like before you bought it? Uh, this right here is the start of a creepypasta. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good creepypasta at that. Welcome to Beyond Time Analysis, where apparently uh, extinct drinks can come back from the dead and wind up in Sober Dwarf's hands. Listen, everyone's trying to get Four loco again, so what's the big deal? <laughs> That's You, you should uh, make a, a cocktail, though. You know, you know what uh, goes good with Zima? You know you have, like, rum and Coke? I would suggest yeah. try, try uh, uh, Zima and Crystal Pepsi. It's probably they a good do, combination. There, there was Crystal Pepsi there, too. I okay. don't know if it's the re-release of it. It might still be the old stuff. Oh, my it God. Was... <laughs> oh, man. Does <laughs> Zima and Surge? <laughs> one? Uh, so is it refreshing? I haven't tried it yet. I'm, we're going to see if this is worth cracking it open. If, okay. if this story is worth opening the vintage bottles of Zima. Uh, not a joke. I also have a energy drink of the T virus antidote that was made in nineteen or no two thousand and seven. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. So we're that gonna is find all... out. This is like a Russian roulette. We're gonna find out if the story that was chosen on uh, Patreon's poison today is going to kill Sober Dwarf. Mm-hmm. So, dun, dun, dun. speaking of which, I'm David. Alan's there. I'm, I'm dip. You're dip. <laughs> you dip. Yeah. Because he, he people, people keep call, spelling it out DP. I, I, I'm assuming that they're going to call me dip. <laughs> My name's Alan. I'm done with uh, I'm done with proper liquor for the night, and I'm, I've moved on to just Killian's Irish Red. That's fair. <laughs> uh, so and, that's oh, so you got Alan. We got Dipper Pines, and we got um, Soberdor. I. I the or it could be the person formerly known as Soberdorf. We'll, we'll see. We'll find out. Okay, so here's the deal. Zimadorf. 
changing that on Twitter right now. Oh, by he's, the way, he's going to he's going to take one sip and become a metrosexual. <laughs> I wanted to do a quick shout out because I just saw this comment on the Patreon. Um, just apparently that 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 uh that one patron is now using the handle uh, Anthony Bedroom. <laughs> oh yeah, Antonio. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, he, he he said he was uh he was using that he was introducing himself as Anthony Bedroom at a St. Patrick's Day party. So <laughs> glad we could help, Anthony. So what we are reading is in the theme of every time we have sober on, we have to have him read a, a story about dating to single shame him. Yes, that is that is apparently my lot in life. The the dating game. This was pitched to us by a uh, longtime patron, Anthony Zaragoza. So, uh, Anthony, thank you. I, An- the Anthonys are closing in and giving us stories. I don't know if I trust this anymore. <laughs> I woke up and the you know Anthonys what? were in my bedroom. <laughs> you know what? No, there can't be another Anthony that doesn't have a nickname. So now he, uh, what was his last name? Zaragoza. Uh, he's Tony Zigzag now. Mm. <laughs> Oh, is he like the the villain from The Thief and the Cobbler? Then is he voiced by Vincent Price? Yes. <laughs> Half. Uh, Did you know that was his favorite role? Like one of his favorite roles, Vincent Price hmm. was voicing really? Zag. Yeah. I thought it would have been one of his many Edgar Allan Poe related roles. Nope. He apparently had a blast voicing the wizard Zigzag. Mm. That that's nuts. Yeah. So thanks for the suggestion, Tony Zigzags. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We, we will see. We will see if you kill the if you kill the dwarf. Well, again, thank okay, you, Ziggy so, Stardust. So, <laughs> so sober. I think it is apropos that you start this one off, since we're trying to set you up. This uh, is this is the point of this, as we're trying to set you up. All right. So I had been single for a while, and I was sick and tired of it. And okay, so let me start reading the story. I had been single for a while, and I was sick and tired of it. Being 32 and single is no laughing matter. The traumatic experiences of watching your friends get married, have children, and attain the American dream were akin to a hopeless depression of a schizophrenic mental patient. Holy shit. Whoa. That's extreme. Uh, I mean, dude, it's not that bad. Calm down. (laughs) Calm down. It gets better. I wanted a wife, I wanted kids, I wanted a steady job. I was tired of working at Burger King and living alone in a studio apartment. And I was almost certain I memorized 90% of porn stars on the internet by name. Disgusted by the company of my left hand, oh, he's lefty, I decided <laughs> to go out and to one of those speed dating events. He's like, okay. uh, he's, like it's, Vampire it's... Hunter, he's like Vampire Hunter D. He's got a left hand. <laughs> <laughs> that okay. talks to like d- does a dirty talk to him while he does it probably <laughs> listen i don't really uh, not so uh, uh, ow you bit it <laughs> kind of so, sound uh, like the english voice actor a little bit but okay enough getting distracted sober you actually have to start reading the story now it's <laughs> about to make that same joke <laughs> i picked out i'm gonna i'm gonna take i'm gonna take the mantle here I picked up my best garb and walked out the door. Keep in mind, I worked at Burger King, so the best clothes I could afford were some mediocre dress shirts and tattered khaki pants I bought at Walmart during a clearance event. I walked into the event, trying to display the shred of confidence I had left. 
I was instantly discouraged when I saw all the other competing males and the Armani suits, high-class whiskey in hand, and Aras reeking of nothing but pure self-esteem and conceit. The ladies there were dressed in fine dresses. Some of them were quite low-cut, and smelled like a flower garden designed by Martha Stewart herself. There were some serious lookers in there, and I swear my pants shrunk a couple sizes at the sight of some of these dresses. Not Holy the shit, women, this is pitiful. Not the women wearing them, just the dresses. That's, But we don't I, kink shame on undercooked analysis. Mm-hmm. I mean, some dresses can be sexy. Let's let's all just admit that to ourselves. Yeah. Like the one that... Dead, I, I, I still fully believe that dead Palette is a bodysuit guy. But he would probably look good in some pretty nice dresses. So, like, I've had multiple women just be like, oh, you don't know how hard it is to walk in heels. I'm like, give me your fucking heels. I will strut. I will cut rug. I will I will do the foxtrot and all the dances. And I've never had problems walking in heels. I'm you would good walk at it. 500 miles, and then you walk 500 more. Uh, so the be, other on, be honest, man. guys. Be honest, guys. Uh, say I if you have not worn panties ever. I, I. Oh, you're full of shit, David. No. Uh, the, the speed dating started. The first girl. The girl. Oh, the first girl. Fucking quiet. <laughs> the first girl I sat down w- with was quite young, a 22-year-old mother of three. She oh. had made a lot of mistakes in her life, such as having three fucking kids, and seemed far more than I could handle. That's fucking judgmental, though. Like, come on. <laughs> well, I mean, we he, 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 we he To be fair to him, he's like, and seem far more than I could handle. So he's like, I'm probably not set to handle this. Well, yeah, no, I mean, that's fair. You can say, like, you can you can have barriers and say, like, I really don't want to date anyone with kids. I'm just saying the whole thing about, like, she had made a lot of mistakes in her life. It's like, well, who are you to judge, man? Just, well, I mean, to be fair, I think that well, kind of... those, those mistakes... Those mistakes, like, come into focus in, like, the next sentence, actually. Oh, okay, sorry. Right off the bat, she told me how she was four days sober from meth- methamphetamine. Oh, okay. And was quite, uh, and was quite, was looking to settle down with a nice man who didn't look like a walrus. I retract my previous statement. Mm-hmm. I spent the next four minutes making... Uh, general small talk, quite literally fearing for my life. <laughs> Once the buzzer sounded... I rocketed out of my chair with the speed of a gazelle. Uh, the young woman seemed offended, but honestly, what did she expect? What do we, um, think, what do we think of our the narrative voice so far? I love it. I, I do like it. I I don't like the person, but I like the development of the person. I actually like the yeah. writing itself, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's, it is verbose in a way that a human would be verbose, mm-hmm. not, yes. not in the way that a person is like... Lovecraftian. This person is just writing very poetically in their blog or their journal or whatever. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, anyway. and you get and you get a good sense of, as I said, you get a really good sense of his personality, and that's really effective considering we're only three paragraphs in. Yeah. yeah. This is promising so far. <clears throat> promising start. All right. Believe it is it me or I think uh, Alan. The next woman was way too old for me. I had thought that these events were age-regulated and had different meetings for people in different stages of life. <laughs> I'm no pervert. Yes, I am. Well, but the whole idea of taking her shirt off and seeing two runny eggs nailed to the wall did not appease me. <laughs> Shit. 
My decision was finalized as soon as she brought up her... Okay, going back a little bit. That sentence kind of doesn't make sense. It would make sense if he was like, I'm no pervert, but the whole idea of taking her shirt off and seeing two runny eggs nailed to the wall was fucking hot. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I think this guy's just kink-shaming. I think he's just like, oh, hey, no, only perverts like runny eggs. Yeah, fuck this guy. We don't kink-shame here. <laughs> fuck you. Oh, man, this kink-shaming thing is, is, is not going to die, is it? <laughs> it's the new raw dog. It's the new raw <laughs> dog. Which, which we also don't kink-shame. No, no, if you're into that. Or it's not, not really so much air. a kink as unprotected sex. <laughs> Listen, for how some many, people, they they like the risk. How many running? How many like se- sexual references do we have to bring up that I brought up here before? Let's see, Chafee's Angry Dragon. I mean, come on, guys. Um, my decision was finalized as soon as she brought up her grandkids. I can hardly handle one generation of young ones, much less two. I actually asked her if she needed help getting out of her chair after the buzzer sounded. Again, <laughs> another dark look. I was batting zero for two, but such pitches were ones that I would gladly let the catcher have. No wonder he's single. Anyway. Uh, all right. Is that me or is that you? Uh, it is you, sir. The next woman seemed much more appealing. She was 26 and studying to be a nurse at a local hospital. She loved kids but had none of her own, which was a relief to me. She seemed well-kept and stable, and wasn't a bad looker either. No lie, my eyes did wander a bit south a couple of times during the meeting. She either didn't notice or didn't care, as she never pointed it out. I asked her if she'd like my number as the session ended, and she consented. Flipped open my phone and entered her number as she read it out. Smiling and thanking her for her listening ear. No wonder I've been single for so long. I got up to the next table... While doing so, I closed my phone by accident and realized I never saved her number. So it was lost forever. Oh, for the love of... Oh, oh for three. Uh, I, so is our character Charlie Brown? <laughs> like the, the, the Charlie Brown Valentine episode? No one will touch my penis. Good grief. <laughs> Not with that attitude. I'm no pervert, but I didn't want to see her two runny eggs nailed to the wall. Good grief. <laughs> then I, then the next one, I... Oh, no, it was Sally. <laughs> there, was, there was some strange wording in there I just wanted to point out. I asked her if she'd like my number as the session ended, and she consented. And she consented. Oh, yeah, consent is very important. We do not kink shame, but always have consent before you do anything. <laughs> always have he, consent before you exchange numbers. The way he said that made me think, like, uh, can I have your phone number? Yes, fuck me now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, aren't we going a little fast? <laughs> listen, listen, judge, she consented. <laughs> oh. Oh. The next table was empty. What a joke. If I wanted to sit and stare at a wall, I would have stayed home. Nothing really to say here. Moving on. Uh, so does that count? Is is that 0 for 4? <laughs> yeah. He struck out with a wall. The, the, he struck the out organi- with a wall. The organizer was just like, oh my god, this guy has fucking bombing. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, let's he, he, just... just... It's it's like uh, when you play magic in a tournament and you get a and you get a buy for a round. It's like a little bit of a relief. <laughs> you Nerd. move on to the next round. But... 
Uh, who, who's reading? Me? Yes. Uh, this is where the story begins to get uh, begins getting dark. My friend, the woman. Yeah, the woman I met at the next table was the most interesting of all, but not in a bad uh, in a bad way. She had long, flowing, uh, dark hair and green eyes. She had this cute smile, and man, she got a tight body on. And what a tight body on this one! She had quite the pooper. Uh, black dress, black shoes, black everything. Black hat, uh, Cadillac. Black, black. The boys of time bomb. <laughs> Painted black. Uh, for some, uh, for someone dressed in such a gothic manner, she had a bubbly personality. Everything I said made her giggle, and I felt uh, like a king just to be talking to this girl. I've read this story, and I'm remembering it now. Mm. Have you guys read the story? I kind of vaguely recall. This, this I just is... want to point out that there's a picture um, of just a couple. You mean a stock photo? Yes, a yeah. stock photo of a couple enjoying a date. But what I really want to point out is that uh, you only see the shadow of the guy, and his bangs make it look like he just has an enormous brow, and he looks like an Easter Island statue. <laughs> <laughs> there's our There's our thumbnail, you guys, for the YouTube version of this, by the way. Yeah. What's the What's the name of the white guy from Shanghai Noon? Oh, uh, that's Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. He looks like Owen Wilson from The Silhouette. <laughs> <laughs> Speed dating with Owen Wilson. Nah, his, no, his nose looks too straight. It's uh, it's Pretty your big. turn, Alan. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought sober was before me. Nah, I think I just read. Yeah. Did you? Oh, three. Yeah, and, and then it was me for that short paragraph, and then okay. Brandon for that one. Okay. She was 27 and currently unemployed. She was married to a husband before, but he had left her after their two children died of leukemia. <laughs> she told me that the cancer was entwined with her lineage, dating back as far as the 18th century. Therefore, in numerous fits of emotional rage, her ex-husband blamed her for giving the children cancer and left. Two pained. Two chains by the loss of their entire family. Uh, she moved to the city a few weeks ago and was living on unemployment. Unable to continue working at her job due to the crippling depression and panic she suffered as a result of her abandonment. She's a keeper. I'm, I'm going to say that this is good so far. No, I like it. I'm really hoping this does not take a turn, because I would I, like to read something good tonight. I have an inkling. I'm not going to say what that inkling is, but I do kind of recall reading this story before. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it has a very forgettable title. Yeah. You know, like, when I think David and I are remembering the same story, but I'm not going to title... say anything. I'm not going to say anything. Because... Yeah, yeah. I just want to. Uh, I just want the raw effect. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm reminding myself what I felt, how I feel about it too. So. Yeah. Okay. I, ha- I have to spoil it. It turns out that she's a xenomorph. <laughs> a very there, high def I spoiled it. Too. I mean, listen. Obviously, this guy's pretty lonely. He might be. He might be fine with it. Uh, but that's a, that's a good um, paragraph right there about the leukemia and everything. That's a, that's a good little story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of assholeish thing you would see in real life. I like it. Oh, and by the way, I'm not an alien. <laughs> <laughs> Dating goes far. Yeah, all my like 
my lineage has blood cancer because we're in outer space and, you know, our just blood becomes acid. <laughs> and then I ram my ovipositor down your throat and lay my eggs in your stomach. <laughs> but I'm but not I'm an not alien. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Alan, for getting that reference. Despite the oh. torment in her life, she never seemed depressed about it. She was incredibly optimistic about life or she was one of the best actors I've ever seen. Either way, I was willing to take a shot. I asked her if she'd like my number. It turned out she had some bad meetings at this particular convention herself and wanted to take off to do something more fun. She tossed me out an invite, and seeing as I was a lonely 32-year-old man, she didn't have to ask twice. I never understood what she saw what she saw in me over all the other guys. I was beaten and broken with no aspirations to better my current situation. Maybe she understood how I felt, considering all the pain she felt herself, and decided to get to know who I really was under the cocoon of emotionless insecurity. I how said, could this happen to me? <laughs> I sensed a thread of compassion intertwined between all that stress and trauma, willing to lend an ear to anyone that felt the same pain as her. I was truly transfixed by her presence, drawn to her character. I had never felt like this before. We decided to go to a pool hall. Apparently, she used to be a regular at another pool hall by her old house, winning local tournaments and making a name for herself. And she wanted to check out the scenery here. I wasn't too shabby at the table game myself, so I was excited. Every shot she made was perfect. The balls sank into the pockets like each pocket was a black hole just waiting for something to trespass into its field. Out of the 17 games we played, I counted exactly. I made, uh, I think I made around 32, uh, 23 shots. Oh my god, I'm dyslexic. She just kept uh, running the table. It was uh, funny because she kept apologizing for being so good. I waved the apology and complimented her on her skill causing her to giggle more. Every time she laughed, I felt uh, I fell harder and harder. And to be honest, I was always excited when the cue ball landed on my side of the table, you know, because she bent over to take her shots, as many pros do. Ha. I'm uh, not a pervert, but... <laughs> uh, this, this is all uh, what you would expect from a date that's going well, you know? Yep. Uh, especially, especially the dynamic between the two characters. Um, she has so, a, an so, abundance of confidence and he doesn't, and that's the dynamic really playing out here, so it's very successful. So that's what it's like? Yes. You go right. and play pool. Oh, Sober. man. Sober, how You're good pro- are you at pool? I'm terrible. You- it's, it's a te- it is not a table game I am good at. What table games are you good at? Uh, does Pathfinder count? We play that on a table. Do you get uh, meat chicks playing Pathfinder? I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm never gonna phrase it that I'm gonna beat chicks. <laughs> not beat. I mean, meat. I said meat, not whatever. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Man, that that'd be an interesting speed dating thing. Everyone play magic. I think those are called munches. Is that a, I'm assuming that's a joke I don't get. Uh, I believe I just admit too much. Anyway, uh, Alan, I believe you're next. <laughs> we left after that. 
She said she had to get home as she had some errands to run, being new in the neighborhood and all. I agreed. Since I had a Facebook application that I had to update, obviously I didn't give her that reason. Jesus, what the fuck is wrong with me? Passing up an amazing girl for Facebook. Ugh. So we exchanged numbers and parted ways. I couldn't believe it. I had actually scored a beautiful woman. Hell yeah. Weeks and months passed on. We continued to talk and eventually began regularly dating. The relationship moved pretty quickly and it seemed that we were truly matched for each other. After about seven months of dating, I asked her to marry me. I popped the question on the 17th, as that's how many games we played on our first date. Jesus. (laughs) What a dork. (laughs) She found that so romantic and flew into my arms, screaming yes to the skies. Things were finally looking up. That's the kind of yeah, that's a dorky thing to do, but that's the kind of thing that like I do. I, I that's the kind of thing I do uh, with uh, with Kayla. Honestly, <laughs> remember stupid <laughs> dates like that? I'd be like, hey, so here's the thing because this is this date, and she's usually like, sweet. <laughs> uh, after seven months, I asked her to marry me. She consented. <laughs> Uh, so, we actually, considering this is a kind of long one, but we haven't really hit any creepy elements yet. Do you think this is still keeping a good pace, or? Yeah. I'd say so. I, I like it. I, I think the mundane, the, not the mundane, but the details about this relationship are important, so when everything goes wrong, uh, we kind of have an understanding of what's going on, and I feel like we're, we're getting some hints dropped in here that are going to be significant later on, you know what I mean? Oh shit, something goes wrong? Um... Uh, we did have the front loading about the dark stuff. Yeah, that's where things got dark. Um, but outside of that, I think it's been fine. Yeah, I moved out of my shitbox apartment and into her home. I'd always admired the cozy feel of her two-bedroom ranch house. Something perfect to start a family in. As I was moving my final things in, I noticed how much of a mess I was making with my boxes of stuff and all. I apologized and motioned to the basement to finish moving my things. Her face instantly darted to mine. In a hurry and almost frantic voice, she assured me that she'd take care of the rest of things and that I should relax. It was a bit odd, sure, but she had been through so much excruciating sadness throughout her life that her having a psychiatric illness is something I expected. I complied to her request. How did he jump to psychiatric illness? I think that, like, he's kind of hitting on the mental disorders pretty hard. Yeah. Because in that very beginning, he mentioned... Hopeless depression of a schizophrenic mental patient. Fucking ableist. No. <laughs> oh, that can of worms again. Um, uh, we, I, I think that um, what, what I'm getting out of this is he's super thirsty. He's super thirsty. Yep. But he also doesn't. He also doesn't realize that his wife is basically going, "Don't go in the basement." <laughs> uh, well, I mean. We are creepypastas have a natural tendency to say stay out of the basement, as coined by R.L. Stein. Yeah, I was. Mm, <laughs> you were going there. I knew you were going there, and I'm glad you went there. Thank you. Well, when the girl lets you hit a raw dog, you kind of feel committed. Um, <laughs> Listen, she did not consent to the basement, so obviously. Yeah. <laughs> damn it. Uh, the next few months were great. We never got tired of each other, and on our wedding day. The kiss we shared on that altar 
was so special that I firmly believe angels surrounded us and serenaded us with harps and trumpets as our lips connected and sparked so brightly that the entire room was illuminated. Oh, you fucking cheeseball. I'll leave out the details of the honeymoon as it's not, uh, as this is not a pornographic piece, but you totally let me hit it raw dog. She was always leery of me approaching the forbidden basement, sometimes to the point of arguing with me about it, but aside from that, I didn't see any faults in her. It, it, by basement, does he mean like pooper? I, I think that is. I think she has boundaries and she doesn't want those boundaries crossed. Mm-hmm. And it's you don't want to... Things come out of the basement, things do not go into the basement. Yes, and you know, oh. and you never you never want to change lanes without signaling. Yes. This, this next <laughs> sentence is a little disappointing, I'm gonna be honest. Hmm. I had to step away. Is this me? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I'll take the next two since this next one is one sentence. And this sentence is very disappointing to me, given that I'm actually enjoying this story. Mm. <clears throat> Until everything I knew about life was shattered. Uh, uh, as as good as the story has been, I can forgive that one line. That's obviously someone trying to build up, then kind of sucker punch you. I just don't think it was delivered well. Okay, admittedly, though, this is a common trap that people fall into with writing stories. I've done it myself, and this has been pointed out to me with uh, the, like, the, the creepypastas I've written, where I've done that. And uh, it's I've something I shit. wouldn't do now. Everyone, I mean, I go on about talking about how RPGs often become too anime, then in my very next video, I make an anime intro. So... <laughs> I, uh... It just feels very. It feels pretty Buzzfeedy, is what it feels like. Mm, yeah. It's clickbait. Um, one day, she told me she was going to the grocery store. Oh no! I noted, <laughs> Fuck, and my over. life was shattered. <laughs> I'm very emotionally needy. I noted Without that me. I wanted some ground beef in order to make hamburgers for dinner. The last time, oh, well, the last time someone said they were going to the grocery store, it was my father, and he never came back. Maybe here's the twist. Maybe our narrator is a dog that has like <laughs> abandonment issues. It's like she went to the grocery store. I was convinced she would never come back, and when she did, I was wagging my tail so frantically. Oh, so we're basically reading Doors now. Yeah. By the oh, way, thanks Doors, for spoiling Doors. Well, Doors uh, is a Patreon exclusive that me and Caleb recorded, actually. So I noted that I wanted some ground beef in order to make hamburgers for dinner. She smiled at me with that cute, adorable smile I have grown to know and love and headed out. After climbing Burger King's corporate ladder, I had finally attained the position <laughs> of regional financial manager for the entire state. Fuck yeah. I was working on some budget information, assessing the costs of all the franchises across the state. It was a long and arduous process, but I was getting just above six figures for it, so I wasn't complaining. After each report was fully completed and evaluated, I moved the files to a USB drive so I could upload them to a computer for a corporate meeting the next day. 
To my horror, with only three reports left to finish, the computer crashed. My life was shattered. (laughs) (laughs) If I... If I didn't finish these reports, I would surely lose my job. Oh, shit. Okay, if this, if it goes into him losing his job and that's how his life was shattered, I take it all back. That's fucking hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) This is is real adult creepypasta. (laughs) Like, anyone who's like a financially responsible adult's like, oh, no. Oh, my God. No, that's fearful. So he's the regional manager for the entire state of Burger Kings, right? I guess so. So that that would mean that he's like what a a, a burger chancellor? I'd say uh uh, uh burger, burger, burger baron. I was going to say burger duke. Is there a I am the duke of burgers. <laughs> duke 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 of burger burger. <laughs> Duke of Burgers of Wellington. He has a small duck Wellington of burgers. Burger peasants, do my bidding. Yes, master. Alright, is, is this Alan or, or is this... Uh, this is, I believe this is you, sir. I called my wife, asking her if she had another computer or something I could use, but she didn't answer. I rummaged through the house to find something to finish these reports with no avail. Desperate times called for desperate measures, so I took the daring risk of approaching the basement. The handle was unusually cold and the door was locked. Frustrated and defeated, I slumped to the couch in depression. That is, until I realized that there was a specific flower pot that my wife always guarded with her life. On a hunch, I went to it and found the key at the bottom of the pot under the dirt. So wait a second, so he's like, he knows what the temperature of the door handle should be because he's saying it's unusually cold. So that implies that he touched the touches the door handle a lot. So maybe he's like, can, can I just touch the door handle, babe? And she's like, yeah, you can touch the door handle, but that's it. I picture her saying that while rolling her eyes. You can finger the door handle, but that's it. <laughs> no going inside. It took, I just really like basement doors. You know, cellar door is one of the most beautiful sentences, (laughs) combination of words in the English language. All right, fine, fine. I won't kink shame you. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, As soon as I opened the door, a rancid and tangible odor attacked me like a falling wall from a decrepit building. That's a neat analogy. I kind of like that. The entire basement looked as if it was wasting away. A clear contrast to the rest of the house. The heavy layers of dust upon every surface suggested that the basement hadn't been accessed in years. Using my cell phone as a flashlight, the one that I had accidentally lost that other girl's number on, I guided myself down the stairs and flicked the light switch. Surprisingly, the bulb work still worked. The walls looked molded. The wood was breaking down. The stench was putrid, and the entire place was in disarray. I encountered a strong sense of dysphoria after setting foot in the room. So I quickly searched for some old computer with the intent of running upstairs as quickly as possible. To my luck and astonishment, there was an old laptop with a charger in the corner, uh, hidden under some boxes and books. Oddly enough, one of the boxes was one in which she brought down after I had first moved in. Uh, I had not seen some of the stuff in a long time. Ignoring the nostalgia, I seized the computer and charged and charger and raced upstairs to the master bedroom 
after giving the laptop a few minutes of power, I booted it up. It ran on Windows XP and was quite the technological dinosaur compared to the modern equipment. But it had Microsoft Office, so it was acceptable. As soon as Windows Windows finished booting up, a system message appeared on the screen notifying me that new sources had been added to the tagged video cache. And if I'd like to check it, and if I'd like to check it. I had never seen a system message like this before. I know that snooping is generally taboo, but curiosity overcame me. Like every other creepypasta character. What 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 is what's going on here, uh, Alan? Huh? Oh, uh, uh, Jera symptoms. Yep. Here we go. <laughs> I was taken to a hidden file that required a password to access it. Rolling my eyes, I moved the cursor to X out of the program when suddenly something typed the password in for me. Mm. I was a bit frightened at this point. I was sucked into the screen. There are four videos entitled him.avi, one.avi, two.avi, and y.avi. All four thumbnails were pure black. Curious, I clicked on the file entitled him.avi. I should have never done that. Said Ben, and then he jumped out of the screen. <laughs> uh, you, the, you, you met with a terrible fate, haven't you? Booga booga booga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, B- B- Ben's famous catchphrase: "Ooga booga booga." <laughs> I just picture Ben like ben standing there, and then he puts on the mask of Courage the Cowardly Dog. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. The video was extremely shaky and grainy. I could barely make out the figure of a man tied to a chair with some sort of metallic rope. A woman moving as if she was floating on air. Not moving a single bone in her body, but yet being able to slowly hover around the room, came into the picture. To my horror, she brought out a knife and started slowly cutting the man. The man screamed in brutal pain as the woman slowly cut him to pieces. Blood poured from his mouth and all his lacerations as the woman dug the knife in deeper. His clothing was slowly stripped from his body and, after each article was removed, she used a lighter to set all the newly exposed hairs on fire. Covered in horrific burns and terrifying cuts... The man had stopped screaming and was now simply bawling. He occasionally screamed out, Why? For that was all he could muster. Each time he did, the woman stabbed him again. She began laughing as the man began vomiting blood and entrails. Ooh. You can vomit entrails? Hmm. Maybe, I don't know. She picked up the small, solid pieces of the vomit with the knife and slowly licked the knife clean, giggling like a schoolgirl. She then proceeded to gouge the man's left eye out while he was still alive. I couldn't watch anymore, so I closed the video. Now, all you right. watched a whole fuck of a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so even though we don't kink shame here, I feel this is a good part to inform the viewers of what a safe word is. <laughs> <laughs> the safe word is apparently not why. Because... Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you consent to something, but you're unsure of it, always determine a safe word, like pineapple or... Dead pal, what's your safe word usually? Um, uh, banana, but that's a terrible safe word because of <laughs> proclivities I have. <laughs> Can I? Banana. Can I just say, people have accused me on the show, and it's and they're not wrong of me being sque- squeamish with certain types of gore. I read this and I feel nothing. Yeah. Now this is very tame compared to how. 
this is like almost stated matter of factly rather than trying to get a reaction, I think. And I don't know if that's because it's intentionally done that way or if the guy's just not good at writing these kind of scenes. I'm, like I said, I just, I feel like a good scene that's horrific doesn't have to be over-the-top gory. It just has to strike on something that makes you cringe a little bit. Like, I'm not cringing at this part. This is just, no. this is so kind of rogue at this point. I mean, it doesn't even hit, like, it hits the hard part that you don't like is someone gouging an eye out with a yeah. knife. And, and you like, guys yeah. know how I feel about eye stuff. That's, like, my yeah, least favorite no. thing. But I'm just like... <sighs> Okay. Yeah, it, it it just literally stated it, and it's weird because the rest of this had uh, good phrasing, and this one didn't have good phrasing. No. Yeah. Uh, little... Shaken and ho- shaken and horrified, I clicked on one avi. I had to know what was going on. This time, it was a young boy, about eight years old, bound to the chair. He looked confused and innocent. I shook my head and fell into tears. Such a thing was not about to befall this boy. He's been met with a terrible fate. This video was of the same quality as the last one. However, the background was much brighter. He seemed to be in in an abandoned household, falling apart and in ruin. The woman floated over to the boy, much like she did in the last video, and kissed him gently on the cheek. She slowly brought heat lamps, the source of the brightness mentioned before, over to the boy one by one until the entire video was white. Oh my god, he, he's he's turning into um, a fucking oh god damn it! What's what's the name of the uh, Irish wrestler? Shit, uh, Seamus. He's turning into Seamus. <laughs> I watch wrestling with friends all the time, and every time he comes out, I just go Solar Flare. <laughs> but but Alan, do you remember that time in 1998 when Undertaker threw mankind off hell in a cell and fell six feet through the announcer's t- sixteen feet? And broke the announcer's table. I do remember that, yes. <laughs> After a while, the camera was dimmed so that the boy could be seen again. The innocent look once seen in the beginning of the video turned into one of excruciating pain. <laughs> do you confuse excruciating pain for innocence? I'm really confused by that sentence. Uh... <sighs> The heat lamps slowly began burning his clothes and skin. Bubbles and blisters began rapidly forming on his skin as he too screamed in pain. As with the man in the last video, he screamed why and was punished each time by being brutally lashed with a belt studded with pieces of what appeared to be broken glass. Oh, fuck. The blisters began to boil as the child was roasted alive. Eventually, the screaming stopped and the boy fell into seizures. At this point, the same giggling in the last video could be heard again, this time even louder. She then took a knife and carved, I deserved this, into the child's melting torso as he screamed. Eventually, the boy stopped moving. I closed out at that point. <sighs> okay, so how do we feel about the second bit of torture? Um, because, uh... I'm, I feel I'm, like gl- it's... I'm glad that it's different. Yeah, I feel like it's a little. I feel like it's actually a little more effective in what it's trying to do. It's a little on the nose, but right. But we also have to remember that it's the author writing this, so he might not be good at describing these scenes. The scene that's being described is a lot more creatively yeah. horrific than the last one. I kind of, right. I kind of give credit for that. Like I, I did cringe a little bit at the idea of being hit with a belt 
studded with broken glass. Like that's while wow, you got blisters forming. Yeah, that's 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 fucked up. Like I actually, I, I'll commend them for the for the setup of that particular. Uh, and plus, it's happening to a kid, which is even worse. Yeah, I, I just still don't get why all of the language he had with the first three dates is gone now. Yeah, like he had those that nice, um, somewhat verbose language, and now it's just kind of disappeared it's evaporated i feel like you, yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna establish that kind of language you have to kind of carry it through even when you're describing horrific things yeah because then you get... use a metaphor use uh you know shorthand it's if like, you have to it's like doing a uh erotic story and there's just like all kinds of flowery language and then it's like they they uh he he carried her over the threshold into the bedroom and then they humped and then in the morning, and then they just go back into the flowery oh. language. Well, it's like you do the flowery language for the whole time, and then you just say, and then she touched his entire wiener. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So I needed to see the next one. I had to witness this. This had to be stopped. With such a determination, I clicked on 2.Abby. This time, there was no one strapped to the chair. Instead, an infant car seat was in the chair and was what seemed to be like a newborn infant tightly strapped inside like the previous video the woman floated over to the child rubbed its head brief and rubbed its head she rubbed its head and briefly went off camera she came back with the syringe and violently stuck it into the child's body injecting a blue liquid into the child unique to the collection the video began fast forwarding at first the infant seemed normal happy smiling and carefree Oh my god, she injected the baby with the T-virus. Oh no. The baby is going to like turn into a tyrant. Dude, well, this I'm... story would be instantly better if we got a baby tyrant. Well, oh my it... god, and it's just a little baby tyrant that's like one foot tall. Yeah, and he's got the same coat like the tyrants even, but... And he's got a little, he's got a little baby rocket launcher. Yes! But oh. Deadpool, Dead if we go by the totally canon Resident Evil Survivor... Uh, they had to specially grow those children on an island uh, in order to get the right cells to grow it into a tyrant. So I don't want to like I don't want to bring it down, but I fully believe we got to go by camera. Can, 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 can I ask a quick question? This is just for confirmation's sake. Yeah. The spoilers for Resident Evil Seven was the company in that they had the shipwreck and did the thing in RE7 were they umbrella or were they ever specified who they were it was never specified so it could have been umbrella it's probably umbrella i'm pretty i'm like 99% sure it was umbrella anyway it's umbrella or tricell or some subsidiary of umbrella um but then the but then the little baby he can't say stars so he he's like why <laughs> so is it me next yeah. Yes. Okay. As the fast-forwarding progressed, the child grew more and more uncomfortable. It started coughing and wheezing. It began puking up a white liquid and began crying, almost as if it was saying, Why? A dark bottle was briefly placed in front of the camera, and the words Tasty Juice were written upon it. The bottle was turned over to reveal its contents, a blue wicked liquid that sizzled when it reached the ground. Blood-curdling screams erupted from the baby as it fell into more of an unstable condition. As the shrieking child grew closer to death, the same giggling in the previous video presented itself, but this time it was far louder than before. Determined to make it to the end, 
Okay. I fixated my eyes upon the screen, despite how much they were tugging at me to look away. The woman was screaming in laughter, louder than the baby was at this point. She floated over to the child again, unstrapped it, grabbed it by the legs, and, to my utter shock, swung it hard, swung its head first as hard as, swung it head first as far, hard as she could into the wall. Oh, <laughs> Christ. The child's head exploded upon impact. Jesus. Oh. Leaving cranial viscera and fluids draped all over the wall. The video then went black. God damn. God damn. Right, so. Guys, this I need to know this. pasta kills children. It doesn't, babies, it doesn't pull punches. This pasta's metal as hell. Oh, fuck. How, okay. How, we're, it's his wife. We Come on, you guys know it. It's his yeah. wife. So, yeah, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I'm uncomfortable too, and I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing. Um, if that if that makes you uncomfortable, then that's probably a good thing. That's probably the intention. Mm-hmm. Uh, to remind people of the definition of creepypasta, it is to shock or unnerve. Shock is often forgotten, forgotten, forgotten. There <laughs> we go. Forgotted. Forgotted. Like a Rugrats character would say. Patreon the for- exclusive. The, the forgotted. Um, okay. Uh, shaking, I almost, I forced myself to click on y.avi. Very good question. Why would you ever do that? Before the video played, I noticed that this file was modified within the last hour. Uh, almost blind with fear, I swallowed my apprehension and closed my eyes. This time, there was just the woman. Uh, no other person was present she was facing away from the camera and speaking in a demonic tone oh jesus i can't recall exactly but here's a paraphrase transcript of what she said um which is going to be exactly what she said yeah Um, and earlier we mentioned that she kissed the baby or, or the boy or whatever on the cheek so obviously you could have seen her face in that like it's your wife dude it's your wife it's obviously your wife. It's your pony but it, waifu. But it was extremely grainy and shaky, yet you could see, like, glass studded in a belt. So... <laughs> Hello! Hello. <laughs> 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 Clearly by now, you know that I'm not the person you thought I was. I'm a sick and twisted woman. I love this. It makes me so happy to see somebody die, especially at my hand. I know you're watching this, and I know you're terrified. The ghosts of those I have killed are swarming around you right now, telling you to pull away from the screen and save yourself. Yet you still sit there and watch, terror symptoms, and uh, waiting for some happy ending or reasonable explanation as to the events you have just witnessed. There are no special effects here. What you saw was real. I love watching this footage, even so much as to pleasure myself to it. But I had to hide it. You couldn't know. Your lonely piece of shit brain would tell you to turn me in. You were so desperate for love, you fell in love with a serial killer. Oh shit! It's uh, it's clockwork as a as an as an adult. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. The woman turned around instantly. I recognized the face of my wife. Dun dun dun. Oh. Oh oh. My wife. This guy played the dating game and lost. Moaf. I couldn't feel. I'm glad we got some moafs in there. Moaf. 
I couldn't even feel emotion at this point. I didn't know what to think. My memory had fallen to pieces. I didn't know where I was or who I had been or what I was about to go through. Everything in my life died as as I saw the once happy and bubbly eyes that I once saw in my wife become vapid and emotionless. A smile crept across her face, one that made me quiver and malaise upon the slightest thought of it. This wasn't possession. This wasn't mental illness. This was just evil. So evil. This house I'm in, a resonance, you could say, was just filled with evil. The video continued. Go the, tell the, the ha- <laughs> so, so the wife, whose name we still don't have, uh, is uh, basically Kai and Tai. <laughs> Evil. <laughs> Jokes only me and Alan get. Evil! Chappy, chappy, your pee-pee. yeah. Anyway. Lorena Bobbitt. It's quite a shame. I really loved you. We had this passion. <laughs> Remember the giggle? I made you fall in love with me. I tricked you. I lied to you. And you want to know the best part? I knew you would find out. I couldn't keep this secret forever. Eventually, you'd find the key to the basement. Eventually, the stench would become too strong. Eventually, the decaying foundation would begin to topple the house. And eventually, you'd finally realize that my children never had leukemia and that my husband never left. I killed them. And they're closer than you think. Why do you think the basement smells so bad? You'd be surprised how easy it is to cement human remains into the floor. You stepped on my dead children and husband. Feel proud of yourself? You know... Because we've made this joke so many times, uh, the whole time you were reading that, all I could think of was, I'm going to marry your dad, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) The best uh, click hole article ever. No, no, have you seen um, uh, pictures of uh, uh, the Syrian migrant crisis, but there's a steel pan loop on the on the video for some reason on on the. article for some reason it's like here's pictures that show how depressing this is also we're lo- we're having our it people look into why there's the steel pan uh song playing in the background we know this is super inappropriate but there's nothing we can do about it i like the one that's like uh this cute puppy it gets really excited when presented it with chicken and it's a video of a crocodile <laughs> yeah raw chicken <laughs> Uh, but I love this here. Do, do you know why? Uh, do you uh, think the basement smell? Uh, do you know uh, why do you think the basement smells smell so bad? Poop comes from there. <laughs> Damn it! Fuck. I just wanted to say I think my favorite click hole article has become the uh, 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 the make a wish one about granting the terminally ill boys uh, disgusting, terrible <laughs> ham fantasy. <laughs> I remember this. Uh, all right, all right. What about so, the, uh, the dinosaur birthday party one? That one's good too. <laughs> anyway. uh, enough about Prasicor. I. Well done. Your turn now. <laughs> I know you're watching this. I just made this video. I know what you've done. Uh, I began shaking my head, fearing what I, fearing what I knew I was about to hear. A cold sweat crept upon me 
as I suddenly felt two eyes born in the back of my head. I was paralyzed. First I was afraid, I was petrified. I was thinking, I was like, I'm not paralyzed, but I'm not a be killed by a cellular killer. You know that old, <laughs> that old jingle? Yeah, that's a classic jingle. <laughs> Those noises you're hearing aren't the pipes. Turn around, bright eyes. I wish she actually said that, but no, I just added that anyway. I slowly Every turned. now and then I fall apart! Thank, thank you, Alan. I slowly turned and froze as I met the psychotic eyes of my wife. She began to giggle. <laughs> my wife, uh, I don't know what happened after that. I've been told by the police that people heard screams coming from my house during my attempted murder and called the police. I was told by physicians that I was, this is a doozy, violated with the sharp end of a screwdriver and that she placed a a block of hot ice on my lap. So like dry ice? I assume dry ice. No, she placed a uh, patch of uh, icy hot. <laughs> oh man! No, Whenever I'm not I have aches and pains, I use I'm... icy hot. <laughs> I wanted to. I just my mind had like him like recounting this story to someone. Yeah. Then she stuck a sharp screwdriver up my ass. Oh god! And then what happened? She put water on my lap. <laughs> what? A bowl of warm water. <laughs> I'm gonna make you pee yourself. <laughs> And then she put another ball on my lap and said, put your hand in here. Feel the dead man's brains. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was spaghetti. Did you guys, right. did you guys know that, uh, oh, fucking, Ray Bradbury actually wrote a horror story involving that game, you know, the dead man's brains one? All right, all it's right. really good. Uh, not, not to get sidetracked, but I feel like the fact that we're getting sidetracked kind of shows our feelings towards the story now. Yeah. It's it's, it's not a full-blown shit the bed. No. But it, it's it's a letdown. Yeah. Yeah. This is not this is I am not Zima Dorf. No. So, but I, it, was... I but, but put those Zimas back up on the shelf and say we'll have to save them for another day. Mm. I only got one. I didn't I thought one being as old as it was was going to mm. get me pretty wasted. I was tied to a chair, the same one as was used in previous videos, and was videotaped. All the videos are now in police custody, and I refuse to see mine. My wife was given the death penalty. I was present at the execution. Her last words were to tell me that she would never leave me, that she would always know where I was, that she would never give up on my murder, and that she... Never left a job unfinished. She was sure to tell me that I would see her again. That she'd send another minion to finish the job. What? Then a xenomorph. And then her head popped out with a xenomorph. <laughs> a high-def xenomorph popped out of her head. <laughs> she finished by telling me that I would never be safe. Ever. Uh, that's That's kind of good in the sense that, like... She's trying to give him that that's what she gets off on is the terror and like, oh, I'm going to haunt this person. And so she literally she, is haunting this person because she's given him like post-traumatic stress. That, yeah, I mean, like, I believe we just watched a video about that, about uh, 
some guy who also got off on fear uh, to the point where he made a radio that hurt all the fears. <laughs> Damn, I was going to bring that up too. <laughs> Roll back the rock to the dawn of time and sing this song with me. I was going to bring up that, like, my new pet project um, <laughs> is to start a Kickstarter where, like, my goal is to uh, recreate and tour with uh, what is essentially an exact replica of Professor Screw-Eye's Evil Circus. Which is the best part of that fucking movie. Yeah. that You want to talk about kink-shaming. That mm-hmm. movie, like... It is that movie scare shames? It really does. It, it, like, wait, let's let's finish the story and then let's talk about that real. Okay. <laughs> let's but hold don't hold that thought, okay, Alan? Because I want to talk about that as well. She survived the first three attempts at lethal injection, but died on the fourth. Oh, fucking Christ! She was smiling and she giggled like a little schoolgirl right before she died. <laughs> I've been having extensive therapy, and years later, I've been able to overcome the horrific trauma I saw and experienced. I still make six figures a year. I made a good network of friends and my life has been incredible. I feel accomplished and successful, something I've never felt before. I am now confident, so confident, in fact, that I'm going to go on a date tonight with a girl. Uh, She's cute, too, with this long, dark, flowing hair and vibrant green eyes. Wow, shitting the bed. Another stock photo of a girl with green eyes. And, and surviving a serial killer gives you an experience. And gaining experience builds <laughs> character. Bravo, sir. Well done. Well played. Uh, so before we talk about this story, let's. I, I said hold that thought until we finish reading. Alan, let's talk about the nightmare circus and the scare shaming. Yeah. No, the scare shaming is terrible. Because it, it, like, the movie heavily implies that there is little merit to people who want to be scared by things, like haunted houses. <laughs> As someone who lives in essentially the one of the haunt capitals, uh, like Halloween haunt capitals of the United States, I take great offense at this. Yeah, because that, that, that circus looks baller as fuck. <laughs> I would fucking go to that circus. That was fucking awesome. Professor Screw-Eye is the man. Yeah. He's the, he, sure, he's the Wario to Walter Cronkite, but come on, Wario's a more interesting character than Mario. So That being said, if I could if I could talk to Dating Game for a little bit, if I could pull it aside. Yeah, take it aside. Um, it's, your, it's your round with Dating Game. We'll be over here at a different table. I'm... I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> what about what about the last paragraph? The last paragraph makes me want to throw up. <laughs> I, I stand, I I stand by what it. I said. I'm just disappointed. Um, yeah, it's 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 such a good concept of like you know like if you find the right girl. And I found the right girl. I don't know about other people, but I found the right girl. Like, the idea that it's all a game and then you're just being played, that is really horrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you become comfortable with somebody. But 
boy, they they just didn't handle this right. The whole idea too yeah. of like, oh, this video has been edited in the last hour. It's like, well, how'd you know you were going to go down there? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. That would have been a really awkward conversation if she comes back with the groceries. Like, oh, so did you do anything fun while I was gone? Nah, my computer crashed. I, but like, I I really needed another one. But because I love you and respect your limits, I wasn't gonna go down to the yeah. basement. Yeah. Imagine if he actually cared about consent. Like we've been addressing this whole fucking this, time. This this whole no this whole uh, creepypasta is just an allegory for consent. He did not consent to, our she did not consent to him going down to the basement, and he did. So when he did, she it's just she didn't care about his consent of not him wanting to be murdered. So, well, you're gonna break my consent, so I'm gonna violate you with a screwdriver. Jesus. And it's just a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. That's so vicious, in fact, that she comes back from the fucking dead at the end. Apparently, that's well, part- no, that's that's just saying that uh, once once you have to go through that, it never escapes you. It's an allegory, David. Mm. Oh, now I see everything. <laughs> the consent was inside of us all along dude consent is like super fucking important but i and i consented to reading this story and uh yeah i'm kind of with alan i uh it it it, it 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 was it's not awful but the ending just is so trite you yeah no it, it's the, not even the, the author got bored with writing the story you can yeah, tell no, that... I was I was about ready to say that exact same thing. It feels like he got the build up, then he it's kind of like when you're when you're interested in doing a certain special thing that you heard about on the internet, then you get really excited for it, then you start doing it, then it just it doesn't feel like how you imagined it, but you already said yes and you just want to be the guy you don't want to be the person that stops halfway through so you just let it continue mm-hmm. that's 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 pretty accurate that's a pretty accurate assessment honestly um i think my problem uh, here's another thing that didn't get addressed like she knew he was gonna like did she sabotage his computer and s- secretly put in the password and do all this shit in order to set him up this one day or because i was getting the impression like the password typed itself in and i thought to myself uh, hey, what if it's the ghosts of the murdered people trying to warn oh. him, not war- tell him the truth or whatever the fuck? Also, she's not a great ser- serial killer considering she only killed her husband and two kids. Yeah, and, and for that matter, she's not a great serial killer because she got caught this time because neighbors heard screaming. <clears throat> How did she get yeah, away that's... with it before? No, that's a, that's, a just... giant, that's a giant plot contrivance right there of like, Oh, I was survived, and and it's a plot contrivance because you need the narrator to survive to tell the story. So it's like, well, we can't let him die, so he just got saved, and he doesn't have memories of what happened to him somehow. Yeah, again, just... that's a common creepypasta trap to fall into, and I will readily admit it happened myself. And I, I just, and I just want to say, moving from plot contrivances to straight up plot holes. How the fuck did he not recognize his own wife? Yeah, it's How? not it's nonsensical. Well, well, and she was like floating, so you kind of, it, it almost tries to hit this supernatural vibe, and at the end it also goes for it because that's obviously what the 
author's trying to allude to. Mystery because, Cody wife. Again, it's it's a superficial, like, skin-level understanding of creepypasta, of realist horror, and then a complete lack of understanding of the skeletal structure. I feel like with... But here's the thing. I feel like with an overhaul, like a complete overhaul of certain parts yeah. of it, this story is salvageable. No, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is a completely salvageable story. This is... Com- oh, yeah. Not like the last one we read. That one was a complete and utter waste of time. But this, this actually has merit to it. And the writing, even at the, at the very beginning, had merit to it. It's just, it needs some serious reworking to be taken seriously by us as a story, as a horror story. Yeah, you wouldn't have to rewrite one word from like the six first paragraphs, maybe eight. God, do you know how good it feels right now to come upon a story that is salvageable? It's not great, but it's salvageable. I give it. Um, the bar has been lowered so hard. <laughs> uh, I I give this story. Uh, I give it salvage, salvageable out of my life. <laughs> All right. Uh, I give uh, this. Uh, I think I think what I said stands as a review, pretty much. I give it a not. Ang- I give it a not angry out of disappointed. <laughs> This I'll say this story did not make me want to drink, but it also made me kind of want to remain single. I give this a um, I give this a um, a dozen heat lamps out of a uh, management position at Burger King. I, I give this Burger Chancellor out of Burger King. <laughs> I give this uh, burger. I give this burger page out of Burger King. Booger Baron out of Burger King. Booger Bear. I give this booger man out of. Uh... You know what? I give this a. Uh, I give this a Professor New Eyes out of Professor Screw Eyes. <laughs> That's the perfect rating. There you go. No one, no one can top that. All right. Cool. Uh. uh... I need, I need a I need a piece. So let's stop recording. Uh, uh, Soberdorf has cool RPG things. Go look at those. Alan is coffee and pie. He's made of it. Uh, April first has a cool thing coming out on Midnight Marinara, and I'm going to go pee. That's my plug. I need to do the same <laughs> thing. Uh, Sober, thanks for joining us again. You're welcome back in the future, of course. Uh, that is, and if you if uh, we don't I'm... encounter a story, our goal is to eventually maybe encounter a story. It's gonna be that. It's gonna be that that floating uh, ch- that floating thing forever. Now, like, what story will drive sober to drink? Who's who's the smart fella who peed between stories? <laughs> this guy. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. <laughs>